How's it going, all of our human beings? Welcome back to another episode of What's the Biz with Adam and Liz. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Liz. And if you enjoy a podcast where we don't have that many guests on, but guess what? We're surprised, surprised. We got one today. Well, that's what we're going to give you for the next hour or so. So, as I said before, we got a very special guest on. Yeah. Uh, we had him on for the Games and Groceries podcast twice, I want to say. Something like that. Something like that. Twice. Uh, but I've never yeah. been on his show. Uh, it's Brian McGinnis. <laughs> Hello. Hey. What's going on? Uh, not too uh, much. Did you want to be on my show? I didn't even know you wanted to be on my show. I, you know what? Like, I was always hoping you wouldn't ask me because I'm here. Okay, so we're just gonna start the it's show. It's hard to. It's hard. It's hard to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. I. You know, I say this all the time. And we're just starting the show now. I. I say this all the time that. There's people who are funny in conversations, you know, it's just like, oh, you yeah. can hold a conversation, but you're not funny. And like, that's that's where I'm at. I'm at. I don't think I'm a <laughs> funny person. Not like not like a comedian is, you know what yeah. I mean? This is like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's agreeing. Like, okay, let it me get me laugh. Well, yeah. Well, like that. That's Wait, that's beautiful. That's that's what I mean, though. It's like there's people who can be a home cook and then there's professional chefs. Oh, yeah. also. Um, should note, um, uh, sponsored I'll, by Blue Apron tonight. Sponsored by Blue Apron. Well, I was gonna say I'll talk about this next episode, but um, yeah, Dude, I left my I left I left my office job after a week and a half, and I'm back to being a chef. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, speaking of like, there's um people cooking home and people who are chefs. You know, it's just mm. like it's just in them, and. I'll talk about it more next episode. I want I want this to be Brian begin a show. Yeah. Um, that's a good that, that's a good analogy. I see where you were going with that. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So like, do you do you find that to be like on your end too, where there's people who are like, oh yeah, I'm I can be funny conversations, but you as a professional comedian, you're just you're just sitting there like, eh, eh, you yeah, know, that's that's most that's most people. Yeah. And half the comics. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it happens, of course. Um, yeah. People, and, and that's why my show. A lot of comics. I can't, but didn't do my show because it is, it's not, I always tell them it's not an easy show to do. It's not mm-hmm. like a regular podcast where we're just going to talk. Like you got to be in character and yeah. funny for 45 minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I've done characters on my show and it's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Like, you know? You, by the way, if you don't know what your show is, um, it's on hiatus it's a, right it's, now. It's the, it's the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> 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 Yeah. It's just playable like, characters podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Like uh we we met the first time at Long Island Retro and yeah. I remember ago, it seemed like I know was, was that 20, 2018 18 show or 19? Um, Probably 18. We moved to Long Island 2017, so yeah, it would have been 2018. Yes. Yeah. So. Cuz you wanted to go when we moved there in 2017, but it was like the weekend we moved in. <laughs> yes. So we yeah, went the next that's year. Right. Um yeah, no, and then we met, and I was there for the CAG cast, and then there's a bunch of other podcasts are there, and you're there at a table like, hey, how's it going? Like, you just yeah. mm-hmm. bring us over. I'm like, what's your what's your show? It's like, oh, we bring on all these different guests. Check out this, and you give me a list of guests, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, the, I still, I still have that laminated list somewhere, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I'm seeing all these yeah. video game characters, and like, Wait, what, what is go- is he insane? <laughs> it's like we've had yeah. these people on, um, but man, I gave it a listen and it's just so it it's so creative, and it Thank invites you. so many great comedic minds. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time we saw your show live in 2019, where you had um, mm. 
Who? Oh, it was the crazy taxi. And it, <laughs> yeah. it yes. was um, crazy oh, taxi passenger. Michael yes. Sherman. Michael yeah. Sherman. Yeah. Um, Micah. Micah Sherman. Um, yeah, no, that, that was. Oh that was God. so <laughs> funny. That was great. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. No, improv and just being silly. That's what I mean. There, there's, yeah. there's so many times where you're just like, there's people who can be funny in conversations, and yeah. then there's professional comedians. Yeah. Um, and I and I think people need to know that hey, just because you're funny doesn't mean that you can. Well, let me let me also get your take on that. I was about to say it doesn't mean you yeah. should do or can do comedy, but like, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who shouldn't do stand-up that do stand-up. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a ton, but I hopefully... The thing with stand-up, you can't get fired, really. You can get canceled, I guess, but you can't really get sure. fired from stand-up yeah. that we wish people could. Like, very few quit, mm-hmm. it seems like, and it's just mm-hmm. like they just keep doing open mics for 20 years in front of three people, and it's like, what what, what do you get out of this? Like, it's yeah. just, just to say you're a comic, and it's just a weird... It's a very weird disease or sickness we have, I think, like a mental thing <laughs> that we have to do it. Like there are times where I thought I would quit or just trailed off and like kind of took my foot off the gas. And then when I moved down here to Raleigh nine months ago, it was like I was like, do I have to start over again? Am I going to have to am I going to fit in the scene? Will they accept me? Mm. And I was like, maybe I just won't even do it. And then um, I did like two shows the first like two weeks and met some people and it's been great since. So it's like, oh, OK, yeah, I, well, that's I can good. keep doing this for a while. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'll never stop, even though I people should eventually. But you know, I'm not. It's not a light. It's not. It's not a. It's not. It doesn't pay the bills anymore. It's not a thing to. Yeah. You know, I got other stuff to do that, but it's like mm-hmm. it opened a lot of doors for me. So stand up is always going to be my main love, mm-hmm. I guess, for entertainment and stuff that I do because it's done so much for me. Mm-hmm. Not just the stand up part, but opened other doors like voiceover and acting and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. For those who who don't know, can I also mention that you're in a commercial that most people have seen? I'm in a lot of commercials, but the one that you're talking about, yes, you can mention it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, you are the Veropatusan bear. You, yeah. you want to go through people's trash. I, I mean, that was that was the uh, that was the audition. They had to I had to go through people's trash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I almost didn't even make that audition. Really? Oh um, I found an email. This was like 2017. It's been running for years, thank God. But um <laughs> I'm or eight, 20, 17 or 18, I think it was 17 actually, where I got the actual audition and I almost couldn't make it. Mm. And I found the email thread for some reason with my agent, like, oh, I can't actually make that time. Can you can can I go like at 3 30 instead of 12 30? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, no. I was like, all right, I'll be there then. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I either maybe I had her daughter and I couldn't get, like, it was just a weird time between my wife going to work and me taking over the daughter, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine not getting that commercial. Yeah. The money I've made from it and just the, the fun of that actual commercial. But yeah, thank God I made it. I, I've never, like, I never missed auditions. That was like the one, and then the one I almost missed would have been like the biggest, one of the biggest ones ever. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I was at my parents' house a couple years ago, and that commercial came on. I told him, I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> and my dad's like, how do I get in? He's like, I want to do that stuff. I'm like, he's a comedian. Like, he goes on auditions. Like, he does all the stuff. And he's like, oh, that's way too much. He's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to Everybody wants to do it until they realize, that, oh, they have, they have to actually work at it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You, I'm like, you can't just do it, Dad. You have to, 
like it's a job. Yeah, it's He's not. Like, oh, yes. dang! It's not just like a like a fun weekend trip, you know, like to get yeah. get your feet wet. Um, yeah. No, and I, 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 everybody wants to do voiceover now, and it's killing the industry. Actually, like mm-hmm. really, quote unquote. I hate saying I hate saying like real voice actors like myself and my friends that actually do it for a living. Mm. They have agents and do auditions every day, and actually are in a union, things like that. Like people who just go to Fiverr. Any schmuck mm-hmm. with a microphone, no offense. Yeah, that wants to <laughs> that just wants to yeah. do voiceover. Technically, can mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah, because it's killing it because it's saturated and companies aren't paying as much anymore and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah 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 blah. It's a very big white people problem thing that I have, but it is it is my my living. So it's like yeah. it's ruining the industry, which sucks. But uh, the actual talking into a mic thing is easy, of course. Mm-hmm. Sure, but getting the getting the gigs and rejection every single day that that's the hard part you know mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. with that so i just did i never talk about auditions i just did the biggest audition of my life mm-hmm. two days ago really oh, really? um yeah and like i, I there's, there's a one percent chance i get this but yeah. it's like it'll be life-changing mm-hmm. literally fucking sorry life-changing no if you can I, got curse, it, I'm, it, I don't yeah. care yeah. yeah yeah so but we'll see what happens it, it was it was <laughs> Oh. It was to uh, you could fi- I w- don't say you- it was to replace the main character of a cartoon Whoa. because he was just canceled. Oh, wow! The smartest man in the world. No way. Yeah, but it's you know, I was honored just to get the audition. Yeah, don't. You know, it's a big fingers crossed type of thing. I mean, it's a very oh. small chance. Yeah. But you never know. But yeah, I know. You never know. If I did something weird in the audition that they liked, who knows? Exactly. But There's tons of stories out there like that. Yeah, that just no. But they want like a clone of that voice, and I could do it okay. I could do it gotcha. decent enough. They don't. They want it to be it's a like, seamless transition. They want to be yeah. So it's like, and what was nice because you know everything is a celebrity. Every freaking cartoon, movie, commercial mm-hmm. is a celebrity. It's annoying mm-hmm. that regular people like me can't get to do it. But the fact that they opened it up to regular people mm-hmm. like myself and not a celebrity, eh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. No, Fingies I, crossed. I was I just thinking about that earlier today, where you know, like, because. I'm I'm trying to do more music production. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to do music since I was a kid, and then I just kind of lost it in my 20s, coming back to it. But, you know, I'm doing music production in my bedroom, or, you know, my second in bedroom. A, yeah, a in room a in room. room. <laughs> um, and I just keep thinking about, like, the the real music producers that went to school and went in the industry and just, you know, actually worked at it and went to auditions. or Not auditions, but, like, put their portfolios out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, saying like, I'm, you know, I got a little keyboard and I'm just like doing my thing, putting on Spotify, whatnot. Uh, and I just think about like the real celebrities that have made it, you know, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that actually well, that, went out there, you know. What's well, the cool thing about the good and bad thing? Mm-hmm. Everything is such is so DIY now and anybody yeah. can do all this stuff mm-hmm. right from their closet, from mm-hmm. their room, whatever. You, you buy a mic, you buy the foam pads, you buy, you know, you, whatever it is. Everybody can do it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And for something like music, and it's great you can get your stuff out there. You, you're not vying for, mm-hmm. you're not competing with 30 of the white dudes like I am on every audition. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, try to get that one spot. But you can put your stuff out there, like self-publish, and it's great. 
Yeah. You know? It's it's uh it's it's a cool thing. On on my side of the business, it's well, I, it sucks because in the music everybody, production, everybody thinks they can do voiceover. Mm-hmm. They buy a microphone. You know, in the music production, it's the same problem. It's just a bunch of white dudes with like their own keyboards <laughs> and MIDI pads. And it's like, and yeah, we throw suck. together a beat for a second. Yeah, wh- white dudes do suck. I do agree with you. We're <laughs> the worst. Honestly. <laughs> And it's just like a bunch of white dudes. Liz is, Liz is married to one. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, I feel bad for Liz. Dude. I say that to my coworkers all the time. I'm just like, I feel I feel bad for my wife, dude. It's like I towel with my coworkers and I have to come home and she has to be married to a guy who towel whips his coworkers. Um, yeah. But she survives. I hope so good. Yeah. Yeah. Towel whipping's good. You know, it just puts. Gosh. Like like in the nude? Yeah, totally. Like you're we're, work, we're, you're, you're we're behind the, the line. You're at the gym? No, 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 no. This is at, at my job in the restaurant. <laughs> like, the yeah, yeah we have our chef's coat on, no pants. Right. Like, absolutely yeah. no pants. If you wear pants, you're a loser. And we just slow down. Yeah. No, we just, uh, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Just towel each other in the asshole. It's fine. Yeah, right in the asshole. <laughs> right good aim. Actually, there are times where, like, he has such good aim that through the pants, oh, yeah. it gets yeah. it gets right in it. And I was like, I, oh. I, I I still do it to my kids while I'm cooking dinner or something. I'll just whip my knee and smack her in the <laughs> leg. And she laughs. And all of a sudden, I do the one where it's a little too much. And she's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> that is not a stop. Um, but it is funny, though, that, like, you know, there's people out there that are doing it because I like what you said before. Like, it's just some kind of disease, you know, that you just keep Stan- doing Stand-up it. is a disease. Stand-up yeah. is a disease. Like, the, to get to, to want to – I've been doing it for 18 and a half years. And for people to – just to want to go on stage, which is everybody's biggest fear. It was never mine, but um, and talk in front of strangers every night, and make try to make them laugh, and write constantly write jokes and agonize over one word of a bit, like what mm-hmm. can make this bit even better, and you know, and mm-hmm. just things like that. But and then there's so much rejection and so much negativity and toxicity and just all this stuff in stand up. And it's like, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Because when you do try a new joke out and it kills, it's the best fucking feeling you'll oh, get. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, it's simple as that. Like, yeah, there's a new, there's, there's a mic, there's a mic down here where I, it's like just, just new, new jokes. You can't do any of your old stuff, so you do like five minutes of just new material. Really? Oh my gosh. And yeah, it's great. It's it's fun because it forces you to write more and it forces yeah. you to mm-hmm. try your other stuff. Because you obviously have your comfort jokes that work every time, and mm-hmm. you do. When I'm doing the 25, 30 minute sets, it's just like I know these are going to work. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but you know these mics that just make you do the new material. And um, if one of those works, mm-hmm. and the comics are laughing too, it's like got something. Mm-hmm. Got a new bit here. So that's just how you know. That's the feeling that we're always always re- chasing. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. I'm, what you said you've been doing comedy for about 18 and a half years now and so you've almost two decades uh in all, all the years of of stand-up you're seeing a new generation of comics coming onto the stage i'm imagining what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that these new like younger comics are making now that you wish you could tell them it's a good question and i do tell them go watch the professionals Mm. Go mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, so I, I mean, I took it for granted in New York. I didn't, I, I didn't take it for granted. I knew how lucky I was that any night I could go to the cellar, the comedy cellar, I can go to the Gotham, I can go to the, one of the best clubs in the world mm. and watch David Tell or Whoa. Jessica Kirsten or mm-hmm. Bill Burr, Gary Gold. I could watch the best comics on earth 
every single night. They were just there. Mm-hmm. Patrice O'Neill before he died, Geraldo before he mm-hmm. died. I just I saw them all the time. And um down here in Raleigh, it's it's you know that we have one good club, one main club called Good Nights, and it's a great club, and they get big headliners. But I I I I've been telling the newer comics like go watch them. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you doing a mic or a show for seven people is not gonna help you more than go to go see a professional headliner destroy for an hour straight. Yeah. You know, go watch them. Yeah. Um and I was telling people that even in New York, I was like, just go go to a club. I watched because the mics are way better down here. They're awful in New York. But really? comics just love, I just got to get on stage. Like, well, you don't have to. Right. If there's nobody in the audience. That's yeah. not going to do anything yeah. for you. You know, go watch, go to Gotham, go to one of the clubs and watch the best people do what they do, you know, mm-hmm. and just be in awe. And it, the, I heard there are so many comics who say, I don't even watch stand up anymore. I don't watch any stand up on Netflix. I don't want to, like, you know, have a, have a, Joke. Uh, they say I don't want to steal a joke idea. Like, well, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another. That's another issue. Like, you shouldn't even think that in the first place. Yeah, but I do. I like watching. Especially friends of mine that I put on Netflix specials. Like, mm-hmm. it's great to watch that. So mm-hmm. to be happy for them. But there's, you know, people who say they don't watch stand up. Yeah. I, I I think if you don't know how to construct a set or construct a bit the right way, that's an issue. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, comic newer comics just not really knowing stage presence and mm. like I said, constructing a set that yeah. it's five minutes or yeah. 10 or fit, whatever it is, just actually like putting it together. So it flows. So it makes sense. Not staring at your notes, things like that. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm anybody special. It's just, yeah. I've been doing it for a long time. I, I was going to say I like, it doesn't matter in, in terms of just like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not on FX, so I'm not a great comedian. It's like, you've been doing it for eight and a half years, you know? So, yeah. you know how it goes. Um, yeah. I guess I guess my next question for you, like that, what comes to my head is that how can you tell if somebody gets on on mic and they're trying their best to be a comedian, but that and between somebody who's just saying like, yeah, I can I can be a comedian, just like I can just do it, like what's your tell between someone who's trying and someone who just, just thinks they can just get up there and be funny? Yeah. Like just more of a hobbyist, just want to. I mean, there are people who just want to do it just to say, just to tell their coworkers, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm a comic." You know, and they do like one yeah. open mic a month. It's like yeah. you're not a comic, you know. Are there any telltale um, signs? I think. Yeah, I mean, you could tell if they're with pretty early on in their set if they're not good or not. And if you see them multiple times over the course of a few months, they still do the same jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like they're not working at it. They're not trying to get better. They just like. They, they like they, they just like the rush of being on stage too, yeah. whether they're getting booed or not. <laughs> they yeah. just like to just be up there, and and they'll get off and be like, "I killed." It's like, what do you want? No, you didn't. Yeah, like you were awful. You know, they're, <laughs> they, they're 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 you know, I've bombed. Everybody's bombed, and it's like it's not a good feeling. But when comics watch other comics bomb, we love it. Like it's it's fun for us. Yeah, like if we know our friend is struggling up there. For no reason, either the audience sucks or yeah, they just suck. We we crack up over that stuff. But, um, and you know, but back to the question, I think you can tell people are working at it if they're, if they're getting up a lot, if they're, if they're hustling and it's mm-hmm. a big hustle type of mm-hmm. lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially early on, I was at every single night doing stuff. I don't do that anymore, but it was, you got to hustle, you got to work at it. It's not easy to keep coming up with stuff and 
finding out what is funny and what isn't funny and letting go of your ego. But it, it's got to you got to some ego because you're getting on stage being like, I'm going to make all you fuckers laugh whether you like it or not. Right. That is an ego thing, you know, mm-hmm. the yeah. crazy thing to think. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's always it's always interest me. Uh, it has always interested me. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> um, it's always interested me that, you know, I, I can think of like a comedian who's just, you know, crafting a joke and just writing it down and knowing the science behind somebody like somebody who's going to laugh at this joke. And I I got to imagine that you're just like at one single joke for hours upon hours just on a single joke. It's not just like write it, could it down. Be. Yeah. And it's usually hours and hours but it's usually like a 2-3 minutes at a time because we keep yeah. trying it on stage and I'll tweak stuff. Mm-hmm. And if this line doesn't work or that line doesn't work, you know, I have a joke where I talk about my daughter Penny. And how we named her Penny uh, Penny after my favorite basketball player, Penny Hardaway, which is a true story. <laughs> oh, really? And then I say, Oh, yeah, you told me. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And then I say, I'm just glad I didn't worship Vladi Divots growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great joke, but it doesn't always work because if they're not a basketball fan, like he was a center in the 90s. Right. And his name is Vladi Divots and he's from Serbia. But it's just a weird, it's just a funny name. Yeah. Vladi Divots. Like I couldn't name my daughter Vladi, obviously. Yeah. But for the people, for the, if it's a great crowd and they get it, they're slightly older actually because they, you got to get that joke. He was a player yeah. in the '90s with Penny, like, um, and it works. But if they're younger and they're, if there's only two or three people that actually laugh really loud at it, that's fine yeah. too because they get it. It's, that joke is mm-hmm. kind of for them mm-hmm. in a way. But I I tried a few different names for that for that joke and I landed on Vladi because I thought that was just the funniest the funniest name, name. I could have mm-hmm. thought of. Yeah, like I couldn't name her that. So, but um, Jeez. yeah. No, it's um, but it's a lot of that. It's a lot of it's trial and error. And, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I fucking obviously I thought that was gonna work, but it clearly it didn't. All right, let's yeah right, tomorrow. Let's try something else the next time. Let's let's tweak this or take this part out and extend mm. this. Like there are jokes that I've had that were just like thirty seconds long that have that have turned into like three four minute bits because you just keep adding mm-hmm. thinking of stuff and adding stuff over the years or whatever you know. No, it makes um that makes sense. It, it sounds like it's a lot like. Almost a lot like chefing, right? Where you, you have this recipe in your head and you just put it out on the plate and some people in the restaurant are going to like it. And then sometimes sure. it just doesn't work. And then you just keep going after it and after it. And it's just like, I can perfect this. I can do this uh, until mm. you finally get that recipe down and people enjoy it. But then you rely so much on that one dish. <laughs> that's like, that's the only dish I, I, I can do, but you don't make yourself any better, you know? Um it's a lot yeah, like that. Yeah. That's like I was always told like I was told early on by Ted Al- Ted Alexandra, one of the best comics there is. Um he said don't close with your best joke, open with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the crowd gets on your side cuz you want to end on a big bang, but he's like once you start opening with your best joke, you'll you'll find another yeah. great joke to close on, you know? So I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense cuz everybody wants to close strong, but and sometimes you don't, you kind of yeah. miss it, but you kind of slip up, but um opening with a big funny joke is i tell people that too it's like try that yeah you know, do your best joke first to get them on your side right away they want to know you're funny within 10 15 seconds a lot of times these fucking audiences nowadays <laughs> you know so yeah. i don't i know you're more f- like three-dimensional than just wow you know than, than just comedy i don't want to be like <laughs> oh you're just here just because you're a comedian um you know, there was this, uh, there was one, something you told me that has stuck with me for the longest time. 
Uh, you really? Were, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you, you came Nice cock? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that stuck with me. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can look myself in the mirror now. <laughs> but no, there was something. That, so you were on Games and Groceries, and then um, yeah. you were on camera, and you had your hands up, and you had these multicolored nails. And I was like, oh, like you obviously have a daughter. And then you just said, listen, if it can be playtime and I can lay down, I'm all game for it. And I just <laughs> stuck with it. I was like, still, to this day, still lives by that to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Still, uh, that's, that's still my favorite game. Like, I, I, I was just that's like, so I wow. remember that. That's funny. I remembered it because I was like, huh, you know, huh. That works. <laughs> that works. Um, how's it like, how's it been with, uh, you have two daughters? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how's that been? Cause we're getting older and they're in school now. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Polly's, uh, I'm home with Polly all day. She's just turned two in March. Oh, wow. Uh, she's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is she difficult? She's a nightmare. She's the complete <laughs> she's opposite the of the other one. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, we were not ready for this. This like, <laughs> lunatic two-year-old <laughs> child to come into our lives. She's uh, she's just she, you know, she's a COVID baby. So we weren't planning it anyway, uh, but we figured why not. Um, and then uh, every everything from our seven and a half year old, complete opposite for mm -hmm. Polly the baby, and it's just like, like Penny never threw a tantrum, ever, not mm. once in public perfectly behaved mm -hmm. didn't eat well still doesn't eat well but was always sweet and funny and kind and polly is just a fucking <laughs> evil knievel <laughs> kamikaze <laughs> lunatic yeah in every sense of the word like she's just crazy screams tantrums every day and eventually you're just like i don't care just when, when, when you're done let me know i'm <laughs> gonna leave you screaming on the floor for a few minutes you just come by when you're ready um <laughs> but it's like yeah, so I'm just home with her all day until my, wife, my Sam gets home at like four forty-five. Yeah, teaching, so it's like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. No, it's she's awesome. She's hysterical too. Yeah, of course. It's just, it's just like, it's a lot mm -hmm. to yeah. deal with because she's she's not easy. That's all. I mean, two yeah. two years old in general is just. Mm. The worst. That age. Because my mom <laughs> babysat my whole life. So there's always toddlers in my house. Yeah. And two years okay, old, yeah. they're just completely insane. They'll just do anything she's, and everything. It's yeah. crazy. She's so thick-headed and strong-willed, <laughs> but in the worst way. You know, yeah. just like, no, don't go in the oven. It's on 500 degrees. I'm baking a cake. And she'll be like, she'll just take the oven door. And just dive in, like she'll just—that's yeah. what she does. Not to relate to that, but but you know what I mean. Like that's an yeah. example of what yeah. she would do. Yeah. If I said don't do that, you'll fry. She'll be like, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna she, test that like, theory. So yeah, she's uh, you know, she's, every yeah. horror story you hear of a two-year-old, we got it. Yeah. Oh you know, but she's also the most adorable, stupidest thing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So Penny, my daughter, the seven and a half, is tall like me just beautiful she's a model she's athletic and just all this stuff and polly looked just like her but just just smush she's this little fat little dump with the Aww. same face as penny and it was just like hysterical seeing how different they were and they're gonna and they're gonna grow up so differently too yeah. Yeah. penny was born in penny was born in manhattan grew up in queens until we just moved here polly born in long island unfortunately so she Aww. loves trump 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she's going to grow up in North Carolina. So it's going to be very different to see how they actually do hmm. yeah. grow up. I hope Penny keeps that New York in her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hope she doesn't forget it because she kind of already Penny has. Because co- Penny's seven and a half. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Yes. Yeah, but COVID fucking wiped that girl's memory out. It seems like like they forget everything because everything was just taken away. Oh yeah. yeah. She was in pre when pre K and then kindergarten was just from home. It was awful. Yeah. You know so. Yeah, like she never yeah, really got but, to experience real school. Not until first grade and the masks came off. Finally, wow. that was the first time. Yeah, because they they did go. They did start going to kindergarten in person with yeah. masks separated but that's no way for a freaking kindergartner to learn like yeah they learn through play they learn through having fun it was they just didn't they couldn't you know yeah so but a uh, good thing uh, long island solved COVID right away and didn't believe in it yeah. so yeah. they opened they opened up a little faster which yeah. is you know a good and bad obviously but yeah yeah i um i i left long island in november 2019 so right before mm-hmm. the pandemic hit um yeah. however thank god you it was I yeah i i, I was awful. telling you it, it was awful there man i'm embarrassed to be from there we yeah only the only time either of us has ever gotten the flu was when we lived in long island for two years we mm. got the flu both years <laughs> and i said i'm like oh my god thank god we left long island before covid because we definitely would have gotten be it dead then. yeah like we <laughs> yeah. would have died yeah. in oh, long yeah. island in long island <laughs> of all places yeah. we would have died of in long places, island ter- terrible yeah <laughs> I would I would hear the stories because like you know I I would I would still talk to my people like from Long Island and I would just see like how they're doing, and it just sounded awful. And like mm-hmm. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, of course they didn't believe in it either. Oh, but no. there was so much more <laughs> open space yeah. right, that people right, could right. just like live their lives and not even be near each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas in yeah. Long Island, even the parking spaces are just like so tight <laughs> in. Mm-hmm. Um. I wish you came over to my house one time in Long Island just to Me see. Me too. Well, like, yeah. I, I should have invited <laughs> you. Because, like, in Pennsylvania, I'm used to, you know, like, if it's going to be that expensive, it's going to be a big, massive house. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, like, we're, we're living in a parsonage, and it's a four-bedroom. Yeah. But it's a very tightly compacted four-bedroom mm-hmm. house, and it was fine. But I was just like, Like, oh. it, it, it should have been a three-bedroom. Anytime yeah. someone visited that was from Long Island, they would go in and like, this house is huge. This is a mansion. I was like, what are you talking about? It's an average size house, but they're like, wow, yeah. leg room. And it's just, it's so true. Yeah. Oh my God. What, yeah. ta- what town were you in again? Uh, Lindbrook. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lindbrook, um, which was, I liked it. I it liked it in nice. Lindbrook. It was fine. Now, if you said, you know, go to Hempstead, no. <laughs> I would uh-huh. never step foot in Hempstead. Yeah, um, I went to college. I, I went to Hofstra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hofstra we used is... to, um, we used to uh, for lunch, me and some friends, we either go left mm-hmm. out of Hofstra to go to, like, White Castle or Wendy's, yes. you know, during lunch. Or if you go to the right... Deeper to Hempstead was like Popeyes and Checkers. Yes, yeah. and I remember going to the Popeyes. And I loved it. I saw, I saw, and but the there was like eighteen layers of bulletproof glass. Yes. The guy would like throw his food and slam the door shut. It's like, why do you work here, dude? If you're this scared of your life working at freaking Popeyes, like, yeah, at a Popeyes, yeah. dude. I I think about that all the time. Like now that I'm you know professionally in kitchens, there there's so many different options that all you have to do to get a job in a kitchen is say, hey, I've got thumbs. And you've got the job that yeah. day. 
uh, and they choose to work in a Moe's where you have to say, welcome to Moe's. If somebody told me that, like, hey, you got to be grateful you have this job. You keep, we can't get any other job, but you have to say welcome to Moe's. I'd be like, I'm not working in this restaurant then. Yeah. You know? Um, I started a funny, uh, a funny story from, yeah. from Hofstra and White Castle. We went, me and my friend Anthony went to White Castle for lunch one day. Mm-hmm. And we get there during the lunch break, and there's a lot of people there just like in suits, just like, because a lot of a lot of businesses right around there. And we're just sitting there eating, talking, whatever. And everybody's like at just one table booked to themselves. Like just, there's no, everybody's just like by themselves, quiet, eating, mm-hmm. on their lunch break, whatever. Yeah. So we're talking and we're about to leave. And I said, I got to fart. Tell Anthony. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to fart really loud. Oh and God. I farted the loudest fart I ever farted. <laughs> and it was in the middle. Of, it was like, you know, it was like it was warm out. I had shorts. And on those plastic benches that they have there, it just went flap it up it up it up it up it up it up it really loud, right? Sorry, this is gross, but here's what happened. So I, Anthony goes, oh, my God. And I said, you pig. I started yelling at him. Oh, you did that in, out loud. Everyone's just looking. And I'm pointing like, this guy. And he's oh, like, eat God. red within a second. He runs out of the restaurant. Restaurant, quote, unquote. Yeah. But oh, i never forget that. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, it's. I'm a dad. I'm a dad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like. Things like that, it's very much like East Coast mentality where you're just yeah. like, you're screw it? It. <laughs> oh, very. Bro, when I moved out here to Long Island or Long Island, uh, to the Midwest, you know, it's just so different the way people treat each other. They treat each other like, oh, okay. like friends are friendly to each other. Like, you don't mm. do pranks. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one thing I'll get is that, Adam, you're really loud. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like you're just like you're, you're up just in the city. You gotta yell over everyone. Yeah, like you're just <laughs> loud. And then um, they thought it was just me, but then they'll meet other Philadelphians. They'll meet other New Yorkers, and they're like, "Why are you all so loud?" I'm like, "It's just it's... gotta yell over the ocean." You gotta yell over <laughs> the ocean. There's a bunch of Italians. Yeah. There's gunshots. You gotta talk loud. You know, you just gotta yell at so- each other. My wife's from down here, originally North Carolina, very soft-spoken, very mm-hmm. sweet. And yeah. one time when my daughter was maybe like two or something, and she was all loud and loud and everything, I'm just like, why is she so loud? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sam yells, have you met your aunts? Because <laughs> they're all, there's 15 of them, all just screaming over each other, family parties, talking loud. I'm like, that's yes. a good point. Yeah, my, my family is incredibly loud. I have yeah. a similar have story. So yeah. my... Sister and brother-in-law moved to Tennessee for college. Mm-hmm. They had my niece. And then a few years later, they moved to North Carolina, actually, in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Are you now? Or around, yeah, yeah they, they live down around or that there. Area. Let's hang. Tell them um, we'll hang. I know. <laughs> and so right before we moved to North Dakota, they were up visiting my family in New Jersey. And so my niece is four, five at the time. I think she's about four, yeah. Yeah. So she she's only around my family once a year maybe mm-hmm. when yeah. they come up to visit and so we're all sitting around the table we're talking because my family is big italian irish we mm-hmm. just talk and we have multiple conversations around the table mm-hmm. and so we're all talking and screaming and everything we've got cousins running around and dogs running around and all of a sudden you look over at my niece with her hands over her ears saying everybody is being too loud <laughs> And we're all just like, oh, sweet, you're in the wrong family. (laughs) (laughs) You've come to the wrong place. You got to get used to this. Yeah, there was one time we were all playing like Pictionary. We were all playing a board game. We're all just like, and it was Sam's turn. And she's like, 
<laughs> hey. All she, all she meant was like a hey like that. We all just looked and started laughing because like that was like the most polite. <laughs> hey, please shut up, please. You know, we've ever heard. Yeah. And it's just wild. You, you have family in you have family in Raleigh? Yeah. Yeah, my sister. It's just my sister, my brother-in-law, and their two kids. They live mm. down I'll, there. I'll be at good nights. Tell them I'll be at good nights uh, uh, May uh, 19th and 20th. Well, they're seventh day at no, wait, Venice. Wait, wait, 12th and 13th, I think. 12th and 13th. Yeah, they're they're Seventh Day Adventists. Uh, the guy is. Oh, forget it. My brother-in-law is a Seventh Day Adventist pastor, so I don't think you'll catch them there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like it was in the same way of. Um, so it was funny when I was in Long Island. I was the pastor over there, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how nervous I always was going out. Like even even going to Long Island Retro, I was so nervous that someone's going to catch me. At Long Island Retro, because churches are so shut. Yeah, they're awful because they're like you're a leader in the church and you're you're with this smut, and it's just like what smut? Now, yes, yeah. were there lady cosplayers at Long Island Retro? Perhaps. Now we were but, caught there once by a student at Long Island Retro. Yeah. Where? Wait. Alex's family. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot his about that. Was there the one day. But no, how that dare be... you have a hobby besides molesting boys? Like <laughs> <laughs> demands. Well, that family was cool though. No, like, they were cool. Like they threw out their kids there. Yeah. So it was like that was fine. But no, we there was worried. a there was a lot of families that when I took over that church, they came back to the church because I was so mellow and just so cool with yeah, like a normal person. A normal yeah, person. believe it or not, like, you know. Yeah, they promoted that kids weren't like some sort of evil monster once they hit puberty. So it's like, who'da thunk? If you treat parents like they're normal people, and it's like, hey, sometimes you can't bring your kids to church. I remember there was one time, and so I had a family that they had uh, other family in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So the mom sent her kids over the summer to Puerto Rico. I don't think it was Puerto Rico. I think it was another country. Uh, either way, they were out of the country. Yeah. For the summer, right? And they didn't come to youth group over the summer. And she comes back and was so apologetic to me. Like, I'm so sorry I didn't make it to the youth group. I'm like, it's fine. And here I find out that another one of the leaders in the church said, like, oh, decided to come in today, did we? Like, oh, we I see we skipped all of youth group all, all of a sudden. Well, like, and judged- she was also another mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was another mom in the yeah, church, they're too. They're like, oh, where have you been? Oh, you guys are finally coming back. Where have you been? And not only that, she had also taken her sons to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Disneyland. Like, she wouldn't take them on vacation. She was a single mom, but she wanted to like treat her kids like a good vacation. Yeah. And they made her feel bad about it because they missed church and well, youth group all summer. Like, who cares? Yeah. I was just like, I don't care. Like, I'd like to go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I made it known that it's like... I care if you're here. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, oh, I don't care that you're here. Like, I, I care. But at the same time, if you don't make it, you're a parent. You got a life. You want to yeah. take your kids on experiences. Sometimes that happens on Sundays. It is what it is, you know? You still into that stuff? You know, every time I walk into a church, I I actually, and, I, and I've said this on the podcast before, I actually end up getting panic attacks mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. I walk into church because, like, for 10 years of my life, it was just always leadership and always guilting me and always me. Like, in terms of the way Jesus walked, it, like, if you actually read it, if they, the church leaders, actually read it, you know, more of just, like, peace, love, positivity, 
You know, it's like, hey, let's love people before we judge them. And in church leadership, what I've noticed with a lot of church leadership, they were bullied in high school. They were abused by their fathers. They have this, they have this vendetta to be the ultimate over people and manipulate mm-hmm. them. And I wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When a lot of times when these kids would say to me, like, oh, Pastor Adam, like, don't, I told him, like, don't call me Pastor Adam. I would rather you call me garbage man than call me Pastor Adam because I'm just some guy. The church didn't like that. They hated it. So there was just a lot of things that happened in church that I don't have time, you know, to go yeah, over. Again. That's a whole other show. It'd be a good show. That would be a good story. To that's what we, that's what this show's about. We're on that. More, more, more about that though. More about that. Not that you, not you leaving, but just like, you know, mm-hmm. you realizing that it's like, it's, you know, yeah, not, that's not everything. It's not, it's, a lot of it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, no, you know, I'm, or, or, or I'm still, I'm still a Christian. I still believe in, in yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I'm still a Christ follower. But in terms of in terms of going to church, it's just kind of like because I've seen the inside. Every mm-hmm. time I walk into a church, you just see right through it. I see right through it. I mean, I see what this guy's That's doing. Interesting. Yeah, because I know the ins and outs. I know what you're doing at the front doors here. I know the count you're taking. I know that the senior pastor is doing this. I know the pamphlet mm-hmm. you're giving. I know why you have a coffee shop there. Mm-hmm. And so. Then I go into like this. You, yeah, go for it. You watch the Righteous Gemstones. What is that? I've heard on about HBO. it. It is first of all one of the funniest shows you'll watch. But oh, yeah. John Goodman, uh, Danny McBride, um, Adam Devine, a few people. It's um, absolutely hysterical. They're like a mega church, you know, yeah. family. Oh and yeah, it's hysterical. You gotta watch. Light. You 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 love it. It's one of the best shows. Uh, it's just great. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's fabulous. I'm it's I'm sure I'm gonna love funny. it because like yeah, yeah. like it, it probably hits right at home because yeah. I was just like because yeah. I've worked in large churches and I've worked in very small churches and mm-hmm. um yeah. and talking with people out here in North Dakota, no, like it's all the same kind yeah. of bull that I'm just mm. like, why aren't we living in terms of Christ? Uh, not to get too philosophical, but I, again, I talk about this on this podcast. You're on episode 141, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been doing it for a while. I didn't, yeah, okay. I figured you had to yeah. talk about it, obviously. Uh, but no, we, we talk, and the more I study Stoicism, the more I'm like, yeah, Jesus was a Stoic. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just more of like, hey, not really mind your own business, but just kind of, you know, hey, we're not here to judge people. The only thing you can control is yourself. Mm-hmm. And in the teachings of Christ, it's really about like, what is your standing with God? Not as what other people's are. Mm. Like, let's say, let's say I'm trying to convert you, Brian. I'll kill you. <laughs> so what, you know, like, that's the thing. I, I should be like standing at the foot. To, I should be standing at the foot door saying like, no, like I shouldn't be doing this because for me to say, Hey, I'm trying to convert Brian. That's immediately me saying to myself, that's saying like, well, I'm worried about what they're doing. Well, Adam, how are mm-hmm. you doing? It's more of like, what is your standing of Christ? What is your personal standing? Like, re- you know, remove the log from your own eye before the speck. Yeah. Like Jesus talk- talked about it all the time. Like, hey, man, like, how about focus your on your business? M- mind your business. Focus on you first. Focus on your heart before you go out. See, and- yeah. Even though I still think it's all crazy. I'm, I'm a big atheist, but you know we can get along, obviously. But well, like with thing. people who do use 
religion for everything they mm-hmm. do and for the war. Yes. I, I think religion is the cause of everything awful that's ever happened ever. Yes. I, 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 yeah. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. So many things, every, especially the past the bunch of years where. Yeah. Yeah. But even like the, just what, what the Republicans do. Uh, yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. They, uh, One million percent go back to that. And that's why I hate it. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And but you get, but you you understand, like, when you use it to to hurt other people, which most to push try an to agenda, do, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. That's when it's just like I just want to fight you so hard. Not you, I want to yeah. fight you <laughs> so hard. Like it's nothing to do with your stupid religion. Yeah. And it's like, well, my God's the best God. There's thousands of God. No, there's not. How do you know? Mm-hmm. By faith. What do you mean your faith? Like, th- that doesn't mean that you, that's not a proof of anything. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. you think one way. Why? Do you, so you're just missing everything else that yeah. other people believe. It's insane yeah. to me. I yeah. So, anyway. No, every church that I ever worked for hated my guts. Yeah. Hated it. Because <laughs> you talked, weren't in the conversion business. I, wa- I remember there was one meeting where they asked me, like, Adam, how many percent of students have you converted this year i'm like what do you mean they're like i remember that i i i talked about this on this podcast before like well, what do you what do you mean percentage like well percentage wise and i said i can't give you a number and he goes why i'm like well because like for a lot of reasons one i'm not a used car salesman yeah and two i'm i'm telling you this right now that I can tell you a hundred percent because if I go to a student and say, "Hey, man, are you a Christian now?" What are they going to say? They're yeah. going to say yes to get out of the conversation. And I don't know, what, know? if they know the actual definition of conversion because convert means that you're going from one belief to another belief. All of our kids that came to youth group, most of them already believed in God. They just hadn't been baptized yet. Like yeah, they had. They weren't ready to make that step, but. All of our kids believed. No, like, it was that's wild. not conversion. No, it was just it oh, was. They absolute... love that conversion therapy, don't they? Huh. Well, yes, actually, there was. <laughs> I will say this: there was more than I thought. So, like, funny, funny story about like that. I haven't. I don't think I told you this part, but like, yeah, like more than anything in terms of like kids who were in trouble and like they came to me, it was all about them coming out. Now, growing up in my neighborhood in Philadelphia, you know, like drugs, gangs, I had drinking problems. Like I had, I, I deal with suicidal thoughts all the time. Never, ever once have I, in, in growing up, maybe I did. I don't know. No, I had a couple. But like, I've never really encountered gay friends. I never really encountered that, really. Oh God put me in your life. Yeah, like her, half of her family <laughs> is gay. Yes. And, and I was just like, Man, out of all the things they could come to me with, most One of them you have nothing to say about. Yeah, I have like nothing to add. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Interesting. By like by like the eighth one, I was just like, huh. I don't know. Get that, get that dick, bro. <laughs> I was like, also, well, like the first thing I would say, like, hey, first things first, um, don't tell any of the leaders of the church. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's, see, that's that's fuck. That makes me mad right there. Yeah, I know. But I, I I know why you said it. But that God, that makes me mad. Yes, that they couldn't. That they couldn't be themselves. There was one kid because... that were like, "Don't you dare tell your mother." Yeah. Like yeah. I like, and we love this kid. We love. I mean, we loved all of our kids. Mm. But it's like, we don't want you to tell your mom because she will kick you out. Yeah. I'm just like, hey man, I still love you. No in the drugs. name of in the name of Jesus, though, she'll yeah, kick you out. Exactly. See, that's my problem. Yeah. That's my problem mm-hmm. with it. Exactly. Because it's not 
but people like you who get it, who say mm-hmm. he didn't say that. Yeah, he, he never said anything like, or maybe one or two things. But overall, <laughs> mm-hmm. that wasn't like his whole thing. Yeah. that people think it was when. Yeah, we were yeah. in Bible college. God hates queers. Like, shut up. You and I know. In my major, they we had to go on a retreat in the beginning of the year. Was like, uh, like, oh, every all the newcomers like going on a retreat and doing stupid. It was stupid. I hated it. Mm. But in the first night, they were talking and. For some reason, the leader had brought up homosexuality. He's like, homosexuality. He's like, I know, ew. And I'm like, I, I, my soul left my body. I came so close to walking out. I was like, that is so inappropriate. As a leader of this school and of this department, you should be encouraging us to make our own choices. And you're just furthering just the worst perspective on this. I was. Yes. So unbelievably angry. I'm still unbelievably angry because I still Me wish too. I had said yeah. something to him. I was like, oh. the way the way I've studied Christianity and the way I was a church leader for 10 years of my life, the way I've studied the word over and over again, the when people say we should be spreading the gospel, like here here's my final point on that. It should be in the same way of let's say going back to stoicism, mm-hmm. right? I do study a lot of books on stoicism. I do try my best to practice it because I do have, you know, I, I struggle with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. So I kind of lash out. Uh, so I'm using that stoicism plus Christianity to just kind of like mellow me out. Um, but in that way, I should be focused on. So here's my point on that. I should be focused on like, how am I acting as a stoic? Mm-hmm. How have I presented that to the world? And if anybody were to ask me, like, hey, I've noticed you've been reading a lot of Marcus Aurelius. Hey, I've noticed you've been a lot calmer. What have you been doing? Mm -hmm. That is my time where I just say, oh, it's because, you know, this, this, and this. These are my reasonings Mm -hmm. for it. I truly believe in it. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Like, if people were to ask me of Christianity... That is my job to answer questions yeah. about Christianity, the way I act, the way I walk, the word, and all that. And it's just to answer questions and not to force those yeah. questions onto people. Um, that's the way I've studied it. But who, who silly me, like who, who am I to say anything? They want they want you to force it. They right? did exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, all three churches that I worked for wanted me so bad to just like force this agenda. Like I, I still remember um, the last church I worked for, especially um, there was this thing called the fallouts. Right. Oh, and gosh. it stood out for the fall outreach and it was supposed anything to be but outreach. It was anything but outreach because all it was, was a replacement for like Halloween. And they had the corniest games of all time. They mm-hmm. had like apple bowling, or no pumpkin bowling. They had like the corniest church things you can think of. Yeah. That was there. So I converted it, right, to be an actual outreach events. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, we're gonna have the basketball court open. I'm gonna be ordering a game truck. The truck is gonna be there, right? And it's just going to be like for you to play with. The inside is gonna be available. I'm gonna have like all these uh snacks and drinks bring your friends it's just going to be a hangout and mm-hmm. at the end i'm like hey i'm pastor at or youth pastor or garbage man adam our youth group is at this time if you want to come hang out some more mm-hmm. come and hang out that's the best outreach you can do for kids 
Mm. The church hated that. They hated it, and they did not want neighborhood kids coming. Like the the worst, the worst thing that they ever said that they hated, the absolute worst. I want to organize. So they had this thing called SLU. And SLU is Student Leadership University. And what it was was you go down to these book salesmen and, like, you just listen to these, like, leaders, how they lead with Christ. And then they push their book on these kids. And it's the most bullcrap waste of $500 I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. So I said, hey, we're not doing that anymore. They said, what are you going to do instead? I want to organize something called the Boston Project. Mm. And what the Boston Project is, we go up to Boston, obviously. You know, it's the Boston Project, and we go to Winnipeg. Um, But it's like, we go to the Boston Project, and we're going to sleep in an old church, right? And and this Boston Project, it's already a thing. I didn't plan this, but, like, we would collaborate with them. You only shower twice in that week. And the point is, like, you sleep on the floor. You shower only twice. And it's to really put in perspective of what some people go through in the struggle. And the other part is that you wake up in the morning, you read a devotional, but then in the day you do community outreach, not outreach, but community community services. You do community gardens, you go to soup kitchens, you rebuild homes, you know, and you're with the people, you know, you're actually there um, to actually service people. The church's response to that was, where's the biblical learning in that? That was my biggest problem with that church, was that they were so focused on devotional and Bible reading and lessons. It's like, yeah. you know, like, we're supposed to do community service and yeah. love the community. And take, it's all like, just, brain, it's just yeah. brainwashing. brainwashing. And yeah. they're all it's like, all, it's like, oh, all they want to do. we give money yeah. to the That's community. That's all religion. Like, that yeah. was their only thing. They give money to the community. I'm like, your money means nothing. Yeah. So... I mean, honestly, that's why, like, every time I walked into a church, Mm -hmm. like, I just can't do it. And that's part of the reason why I, like, I want to talk to my grandmother more. But, like, every time we talk, you know, she brings up, oh, have you found the church? And I don't want to lie to my grandmother, you know, just kind of like, she's my grandmother. And just kind of like, it kind of hurts when she says that, where I'm just like, no, I'm. You just don't get it. Like, no, I just, I can't walk into a church right now. Like, I can't do it, man. (laughs) It's wild, but yeah, not to go into a dark depth, but that's what this is about. I started this podcast after my dad died yeah. and I'm just like, oh, okay. and I was just like, <laughs> man, I got to like calm down a little bit, but yeah, no. So comedians and, you know, churches, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> Most of this podcast is talking about the church, talking about infertility, complaining about white men yes. and periods. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now Ninja Turtles, and now yeah. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> You're still into. The, have you played Shredder's Revenge? Come on. <laughs> Did you like it? What a silly question. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like, like, let's talk. And about I bought the, the Cowabunga. I bought the PS5 collector's edition for the Cowabunga collection too. Wow. For 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Let's like for the last like couple minutes, I guess. Like, you're also a gamer. But you're also like, mm-hmm. you know, a husband, a dad, but also into the art of comedy. Like, mm-hmm. are you still excited about the modern day of video games or are you just kind of like in and outs? I am, but there are times when I'll just sit in front of my PS5 or Switch and I have, you know, all my 
retro emulated things where I have 70,000 games of, you know, and I'll just scroll through and I just won't play anything. Like for 30 minutes, I'll just yes. scroll through the games and just be like, Ugh. and I'll end up playing Fall Guys again, you know, <laughs> or I'll, I'll go back to something that I, that I've played a billion times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then nothing has been like, you know, God of War blew me away. Best of Us 2 blew me away. Things like that. Yeah. Excited for those things. There's not many like, like there are times I'm just like, I need to just find a game that I just, that'll just take my attention. Like I, yeah. I haven't found that in in a while, I feel like. I don't, and it's not, I don't think it's just, there's obviously a little lull when the systems come out. I think next year will be huge. Oh yeah. You know, but it, it does take time. There's still plenty of great stuff. I think I'm just being extra picky and it's not that I hate the game. I'm just like, I'll play it. I'm like, all right, I'm like I just played Ghostwire Tokyo for like an hour before, and I'm just like, I probably won't go back to it. I'm fine. Same, I did <laughs> you know, the like same just, thing. I just I played it for like I don't even think it now. I think I played it for like 15 minutes, and I was like, eh. yeah, it's like ah. I beat the first chapter and then a little bit of the second. I was just like, it's cool, but I'm like, it didn't grab me. Like, mm. there's a game Inscription. You played this? And that sounds familiar. Did you play little that? indie games like one of those deck one of those deck building games. <gasps> Which Somebody I really told I me about like. that. Yeah, like one of my coworkers. Been me. It might have been, might have been me because I've been telling. It's like everybody. a, it's like a horror, uh, card game. It's a weird. It's not hard. It's weird. Yeah, right? that's what he's describing it's, it. It's, it's not what you th- even when you're playing it. Yeah, a lot of weird shit happens, and the game changes to what it actually is, and that game blew my effing mind. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get cool that. And unique and different. Please get it. It's uh. You're the second person wild. to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so so cool, and I was like, "Yes," because you yeah. know I love indie games. I I love them, but I can find one that just like, "Fuck, this is so different and weird and awesome." Like that's what I love. Something that's that like hit, innovative. Every even though it's hard as shit. Yeah, yeah, very innovative. Yeah, because the deck building games I never really got into. If someone kept telling me, like, "Try, try, try," and I did, and I tr- played it so many times. I kept dying. I'm like, I don't know. But then, but I'm like, let me just, it's one of those just one more time type mm-hmm. of games, you know? Yeah. Let me just try one more time. And then eventually you do something and you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, this game's weird, but in like good, in a good way. So that game mm-hmm. checked every box for me. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I got into Fortnite last year like an asshole. <gasps> I Wait, hated you, Fortnite. So I never I, played it. I'm in Fortnite. Yeah. You play it? I love Fortnite, you, dude. You, yeah. I love it now. I know. And I can't. Bu- it's a zero so build, when yeah. They got, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. When that, they did that, I was like, okay. Now, now I'm into I it. That, that 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 Channel Three site that I told you about, we they have weekly tournaments, and that that got every me really time into you it. send me the link, and I'm like, legitimately going to sign up, and I never, I'm going to sign up it's tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, do it. So yes. they give weekly tournaments, and they got me really into into Fortnite. And I'm like, get it now. They've, it's it's a cool. There's nothing crazy. There's nothing like hard about it. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's super fun, especially with the team. And it's like, okay, that's, but all, all these other free to play games are failing because it's like Fortnite nailed it, man. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they nailed it. Like, well, they freaking nailed it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's so fun. Like, once they just tweak that one little no build mode, you're like, boom. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. yeah. I hate how much I like it now. Yeah. I know, dude. It's just like, I don't play it as often it's as fun. I used to, but it's just like, yeah. Well, that's going to go into my next video that I talked about, which, you know, um, I'll say a funny story on this podcast real quick. Um, about time. Yes. Right. I was I was <laughs> just leading up to it. 
the reason why I haven't signed up for your channel three the last time we talked was because I filmed the Evil video right after we talked. Right. So Brian is going to be on the next Cast of Garden EP. Track one, you are a character in it, uh, also named Brian. Just to you know, yeah. do you want to Venmo me or just send me a check? We I'll, send, I'll send you a big check, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, like yeah. you were, I that was fun. I wrote that character specifically with you in mind because I knew you would like kill it. Um, every time I write yeah. something for somebody, I always have their voice in my head. In fact, like, yeah. uh, the EP I wrote for Adam Evil, um, The Essence of Life. Uh, I knew the male character I had. I was like, that's my buddy Marcus. Like, I know that. But, like, the female character I have, uh, Naoma, um, I just couldn't land somebody. I was like, no, not not her, because, no, she doesn't fit. And then I finally talked with voice actress Kylie Brown, who was on Life is Strange. And I was just like, like, I talked with her on my other podcast. And I was like, that's the voice I'm looking for. I need oh, nice. that. And I was just like, that, that's it. So... When I wrote down your lines, I was like, this is, he's going to kill this. And you absolutely <laughs> yeah, did. It was perfect. Um, in fact, yes. after this, I'm going to send you what I have. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the, it's not the final mix and master, but sure. you're, you're going to, your part is. Yeah. There. Um, Great. Yeah, but I want to hear. I am so, yeah. So like before I filmed the evil video, I was just setting up and then we were going to film later that day. And then you right. texted me saying, um hey like, are you ready now are you ready now <laughs> yeah. and i was like um kind of it's <laughs> like it's it, it just right when i had like time like an hour on a saturday afternoon whatever that was i was just like i have time right now i'm not doing anything let me see if he's busy that's all yeah and and i was just like ruining our lives and that's yeah. what i mean it's like i want to respect his time because he has kids and it's a saturday and i was just yeah. like you know that i do have a mic right now I'm about to film a video, so... So you're all set up. But I was just in the hallway between, like, my bathroom. And I was just, like... I just, like, was kneeling down like a catcher in a baseball game. I was like, hey there, Brian. <laughs> it's like, so I read the lines just like that. And, man, you you actually, like, nailed it. Like, I, it's... When we were recording, I was trying to stop myself from, like, laughing. Yeah. Because... Super. How good you were in it. Um... I'm gonna tell my agent. No, I <laughs> tell the I was, tell the business. <laughs> honestly, did like when I um when I uh, had the, the the voices for Naoma and um for Elias, both voice actors asked me for the like the 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 actual lines to send off like in their portfolio. So you can totally like take that if you want to. Just like yeah. just um. But yeah, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you that as well as the dialogue back and forth, like that separately. But man, you you killed it! Like you absolutely I can't wait it. to hear it. Yeah, dude. Right. Oh, nice. but yeah, you're go you're in the first track, and the way it's set up, the way I have the audio going, mm -hmm. and just your reactions, I'm like, this is absolutely perfect, yeah. dude. Awesome. Um, but Very yeah. Cool. You, you're going you're you're going to make the EP just like that much better going mm -hmm. into it. So but yeah, what I'm what I'm going to send you is like the transition from track 1 to track 2 cuz yeah. your skit like it makes sense. But it's it's fun, dude. But yeah, so you're going to be a new character on the EP. Yeah. Once you sell a million, I start I expect a cut. I always yeah. I always Absolutely. say that. Yeah, when I um 
when I worked with anybody, like uh, the last EP I did, I was with um, Marcus Andrew Orsi, who you remember, um, and yeah. uh, Liz. I was like, who's the third like, person? Uh, me. Well, I knew it was you, but I thought it was another person. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it was just you. Yeah, it was just you, yeah, Marcus. Just and, and I was just like, I want this to sell copies so that I can distribute money. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. like for me, I want to like collaborate with other people and then make their like dreams. I want to be like, not the employer, but just kind of like basically the Robin Hood of like getting people's yeah. money and then distributing it to like poor comedians who need the money. <laughs> um but no you're really gonna like it. I'm, I'm i was very excited when you agreed to be on it and i was just like this yeah, is, of course this is gonna make it so um but yeah i'm actually collaborating with about six people on this uh EP. awesome yeah it's That's it's cool it's gonna be a good yeah. one dude um but yeah fueled by friendship it's gonna be called and it's gonna come out hopefully by the third week of may mm-hmm. so it'll be oh, good so it's like soon yeah. Yeah. Actually, that I think I told you this. That Christmas EP that I sent you, mm-hmm. I planned it, wrote it, collaborated with all these people. Um, like the whole process of writing, mm-hmm. like telling people what I wanted from it, uh, getting the recordings, mixing it, mastering. I did it all within the span of three weeks. Yeah. It can. It shows. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there's great. some. There's some mixes. I was like. Uh, so You're like, uh, good enough. The last song on that, the last Christmas one, where there's like this long trail at the end, it lasts like five minutes. That last echo, I did not intend for that. I was just like, at the end of three weeks, I was like, just upload it. I don't care. And then I listened to it back. I was like, oops. It's on Spotify. Shoot. I was like, I'm not going to delete it. So, but. Oh no, I can't hear you. Uh oh. Oh boy, we No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Nope. No. Oh, we lost Brian. Yeah. Brian just <laughs> <laughs> Brian's saying calm in all of this. Um but yeah, he is he's still here. I s- oh, he's giving me the finger now. <laughs> <laughs> no what hmm oh. oh how about now can you hear yeah, me now I can hear yes. you now yes sometimes you know like on these fucking Macs when the stupid it's an adapter with you know the USB and everything and if it yes. moves slightly ah, uh, uh, the whole thing just preps out anyway yeah Um, I guess we should end it since my Yes. Yeah. Is, my, my mic is probably terrible now. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's been an hour anyway. Yeah. But um it's I'm I'm very excited to bring you on to the, the EP though. Yeah. Um I'm I'm gonna send you that audio and you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be just as stoked. Again, it's not the final mix of it. I still have some tweaks I want to do with the yeah. volume. So you know, as no long problem. as you understand that. But of course. Yeah, so Brian, any last words as we close things out? No, this has been super fun. Nice. I think. Thanks, God. Yeah, I mean, you know, follow me at Laugh at Brian. Whatever. (laughs) 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 And if you're in the Raleigh area, what shows are you going to? 
yeah, check Good Nights. I'm at Good Nights, it seems like, at least once a month, hopefully more. But I'll be there opening for my friend Trey Galleon. I think it's May 12th and 13th or something like that, that weekend. Um, and then I'll be there again. I'll be in Chapel Hill next Saturday at the Gathering Place. So whatever. I'm around. Yeah. You know? Nice. And when are you coming to Fargo to do your tour? Uh, 2029. Okay, that's not too far away. Sure, sure. When, when the snow melts, I think. I'll <laughs> uh, just about, yeah. The snow's 20... still here. The snow is still here. It still piles. <laughs> but, Brian, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. And until the next one, uh, ha- stay safe, everybody. Don't, don't do, don't do drugs. Okay, love you. Bye. Ta-da.